0: This is Stop Worrying, You're Retired with George Fossing. It's called the Super Bowl Indicator. The theory is that if the NFC team, which is the Buccaneers this year, Tom Brady down there, if they win the championship, the Dow will supposedly finish the year higher. But if the AFC team, the Kansas City Chiefs, if they win, the market will supposedly finish lower. George, I know it sounds silly, but this indicator has been around and is accurate about 75% of the time. So the question is... Where are you putting your money in the market? <laughs> I think George? the question
1: is, who's got the time to really do that kind of stuff? <laughs> the data analysis on the Super Bowl and uh, the, the market—that's pretty funny. Well, well you, you can, can bet on bet. anything in the Super Bowl. You can yeah, bet on—I uh, I, I, I like color. Midwest. I don't know. I'm a, I'm, I, I like people from the Midwest.
0: Oh, okay. So you're, I do. You're Floridians are wonderful. We
1: got some great Floridians too. But just—I uh, like. You, you go out to Kansas City. It's a—it's a beautiful city, by the way.
0: Great barbecue.
1: Yeah, it's really kind of neat. Great people out there. So, you know, my affinity is towards, uh, you know, Casey. I think, you know, Brady, I'm, just, I'm one of those guys. It's, it's too perfect. It drives me nuts.
2: <laughs> I, think, I think betting on the Super Bowl is probably safer than betting on I the I think inside. it's only three...
1: Per- was it three points either way or something? It's pretty, depending yeah. on what you're looking at, right? What's, yeah. what's the over-under now?
2: Uh, I was just looking for the over-under. Uh, 56 and I don't see points it. or something? I think oh, it was 58. I, I, 58. Uh, yeah. But I'm looking at the odds of winning, and the Chiefs, they say, have a 62% chance to okay. win. Oh. So uh, I got a couple uh, quick ones for you guys, too. Okay. You know,
1: I'm a lifelong Jets fan. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I, it, yeah, well, sorry. that's what everybody says. It's And I, I have a T-shirt. It's okay. I'm a Jets fan, I know. But uh, I got a couple for you here you know what do you call a new york jets fan at a uh, super bowl party holding champagne hopeful i'm oh, not sure a waiter a waiter <laughs> okay, so uh why are the jets uh, like a possum uh they know how to play dead yeah it's very good so they play dead at home and get killed on the road oh, there yeah. it is <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got folks playing again and
0: uh every week george fossing here every <laughs> single week on stop worrying you're retired with the best football jokes in now stop yeah stop. <laughs> well zach you've got to give us your pick as well so you, are you going with tom brady and the buccaneers oh, yeah, or kansas yeah. city oh. yeah. i'm taking the champ and how about you,
1: you jerry you uh divided I, I,
0: I just think at this point if you're betting against tom brady in the super bowl you're crazy that'd so, just be dumb
2: yeah. yeah Well, i wouldn't go that far <laughs> what is he six and two in Super Bowls? Something He's lost like twice that. And
0: you know, team. I used to be a Falcons fan, but we're not going to talk about that anymore. Yeah, Tom Brady you know, <laughs> Yeah, I think the only worse
1: <laughs> thing being a, a Jets fan yeah, is being true. a Falcon <laughs> fan a couple years ago. Well, I'm a Cowboys horrible. fan. Oh, it's a sad to watch. Bad.
0: My goodness, we're, okay, still, we're, just we're a, a mess at, right here. Okay, let's move on. We're not a sports show. We're not very good at this stuff. Yes, sir. Let's move on to someone who may or may not be more accurate than a football game in predicting what the market will do, investment strategist Jeremy Grantham tells Bloomberg that stocks are now in a bubble and he believes that the bubble could be popped by President Biden's proposed stimulus package.
1: If it's as big as they talk about, this would be a very good making of a top for the market, just of the kind that the history books would enjoy. And we will have a few weeks of extra money and a few weeks of putting your last desperate Uh, chips into the game and then an even more spectacular George I
0: don't like that he used the word desperate there towards the end Uh, for our listeners who are
1: hoping to retire in the next few years what does this mean for them well, it would, don't be intimidated by that fancy accent he's got. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they talk like that. It sounds like they come, from, come out of Oxford and they got all the answers. Uh, you know, you're yelling recession fears or, or something like that. You know, the old expression, too, you know, stop clock is right twice a day. You say it long enough, it's going to happen. Mm. You say, ah, I was right. With the stimulus thing, too, you know, you can go out there and say, well, we're printing a lot. You know, you print more money, you circulate that much more out there. Sure, there is an impact you don't see today. Inflation fears, possibly, potentially. At some level, yes, the value of dollars less, cost of things are more, and could lead into recession. So I would say this, it's a bit premature. You got to look at the cost of not doing this stimulus and doing what needs to be done for folks out there. You know, a lot of folks listening to the show really are doing fine. They're going to work and uh, some are having the best years ever with business and such, but there's a lot of people out there and especially folks in the, in the service industry really struggling really really difficult mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. so it's that empathy and going okay there are folks that need help yeah there's corporate giveaways etc cetera, etc cetera. besides that the stimulus i believe can really do a good jolt it's uh you know i'm not going to get into the political end of it at all it's more about the folks out there that that need assistance but if you do that you get people to hold on not lose their house not lose their apartment things like that you keep us out of a situation, I think it's more advantageous than the risk of going the other way.
0: Well, George, aside from the political part of the stimulus, yes, there are people who desperately need some help right now. Looking further down the road, if it's not going to be something, as uh, Mr. Grantham said, only a few weeks, and if it's not that close, our listeners who are approaching retirement, they should be taking a look at their portfolio and stepping down some of that risk in the market
1: and looking towards building a more stable portfolio. Isn't that right? Oh, absolutely. Right on the money. I don't want to sit here and discount anything that, that viewpoints out there. No one knows where we're going with the stock market and things like that. You just don't. Uh, we can all talk all day and, and just you know waste a lot of breath on this. But the point is this. It's about you. It's about the individual. It's about you and your family going out there and say, don't play that game. I tell people over and over. You can't afford to be wrong in most cases. People are out there and going and say, listen, you got enough. Learn about some of the financial tools. Learn about where you stand today to protect yet still have your money grow. Yeah, it might be a little disappointing because if you do rearrange things, your investments and such, it's not quite keeping track with what the stock market's doing, what your neighbors are doing, you know, but for a portion of your money, doesn't it make sense to protect it? Mm. It doesn't. It just makes sense. Just does not play that game. And going out there and say listen you know my retirement's not going to be tarnished because i made a bad call we see it over and over and over again we were working with some really nice folks up in uh Hendersonville area came in they both retired young you know mid late 50s done really well worked hard and they came to us because they said listen yeah you know, i i can do this. this is what i do really well i don't do what you do well and they've did really well with their portfolio and saved and they, they like to travel when things come back on and they simply said here's a portion, do what you guys do best. You know, make me some money, but don't put it at risk. You know, give us some income off of this that we're gonna need to supplement. And that's our role. They saw the light. They simply said, we feel we've done well. We don't wanna continue to put this money at risk. We would like some financial guidance and with a little uh, whipped cream of tax planning on top and just being able to really, I think enhance their retirement. The big thing with this, is sleeping. Sleeping at night, not worrying about this and not playing the guessing game. I said, you can listen to 10 different radio programs during the week and get 10 different viewpoints, right? That all have lessons. a crystal ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we tell people, well, we got one too. It's broken. You know, it's, it's, yeah, Ms. Cleo is not yeah, on yeah, staff yeah, yeah. at uh, uh, North Star Financial. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it came back with a band aid. Still doesn't work. But <laughs> you, you're looking at this stuff, and it's simply what we do know is we could find out is if you have enough where you are, what you could spend comfortably with, make sure you have sufficient income that you cannot live. It is about as boring as watching paint dry saying that. It's <laughs> the most important part of a foundation of a happy retirement, is making you have absolutely adequate lifetime income you cannot live, make some adjustments for inflation, then go have fun, invest with confidence. But if you do not have an income plan set up, That's not just to pay your bills, at the very least have enough to pay your bills. But on top of that, your standard of living, having this paycheck come in each month, goes into your checking account. If you spend it, great. If you don't, you save it for next month, but it's there to enjoy. And it keeps coming in month after month after month after month for the rest of your life. There's a lot to be said for that. What's left over goes to the kids, the charities, whatever you want, but take care of yourself first. Make sure you sleep at night. You don't wanna be 84 years old. And worrying about the stock market, worrying about outliving your money.
0: George, you painted a good picture there. You said it's about as exciting as watching paint dry. As you get to your retirement years, you kind of want to have a boring, predictable portfolio. You don't really want the excitement of the uh, the roller coaster ride of the market with your life savings at that point, right?
1: Well, well, Jerry, some of your money, yeah. What that allows you to do for folks out there is to go out and have fun. If you want to invest in, be speculative, as Zach said earlier in the program. You can do that, just don't do it with your life savings. Right. That's the point. Go out there and say, okay, we're mature adults. We built a plan. We're working with somebody. We feel really good. You got an extra 100K or whatever that dollar amount would be fifty, two fifty. I don't know. But you can go out there and say, listen, do what you like to do, invest, have fun. If you lose it all tomorrow, you know your wife's not going to divorce you. She's going to like you a lot, but it's you're not going to get burned. Your retirement is rock solid. There's too many times we see people have come in, they've talked to other advisors, and they say, "Well, they said this, this, and this." I said, "Well, well, in regards to what they said, all my money." I said, "No, no, no, no. We want to give your money separate jobs. This bucket is for your income. This over here, this is going to generate income for you." And they go, that's cool. It's going to show up and it's going to generate these dividends and such as interest. And it's going to just show up in your account each month. That's going to take care of that. Then we have the short-term money. Might be a little less volatile. It's invested. But again, we don't want it to be ups and downs as much because you want to be able to access that, you know, buy the vacations, things like that. And then the long-term money. Could be the Roth account money, after tax money, money you're leaving for the kids or something. Or you just, hey, it's just the fun stuff. Let that grow. It's going to be more volatile. You don't keep an eye on it, look on it every day. But it's out there. And over time, we know the markets go up. It, it should do fine, but it's not going to be the emergency bucket. We saw that last week with a couple. Mm-hmm. They go, that just made sense. They've never looked at their money that way. It's just been this bucket mm-hmm. of stuff. Yep,
2: just a bucket. And once
0: they sit down with you, George, and start working with you and the team at North Star Financial and Retirement Planning, I know that people walk away, if nothing else, they have a sense of satisfaction knowing where their dollars are, and they understand their money just a little bit better, and there is that sense of reassurance in knowing, at least on the map, they know, okay, I am here. There's that big X on the map, and where I'm going, we still can work on that, but I am here, and that's the great place to be when you're starting to build that plan.
2: Joining on the conversation now at Northstar65.com.
0: All right, George, Zach, we've seen a lot in the news lately about GameStop. We already mentioned it before in the program. Supposedly, individual traders banded together on social media and websites, message boards, forums, things like that, and they manipulated the company's stock price shooting it up. The claim is that these traders are getting rich and they're doing it at the expense of the hedge fund managers, sort of a David and Goliath thing. And, you know, it's right there in the name of the app, Robin Hood. Steal from the rich, give to the poor, that old thing. But portfolio manager Jason Katz tells Fox Business this is too complicated for the average investor to take a chance on. People have characterized this as the democratization of Wall Street. Quite to the contrary. The fact of the matter is, it's a relatively small universe of retail investors that are pushing around a relatively small universe of stocks. You know, I work with individual investors, high net worth individual investors. Yes, they're curious about what's going on and there's some concern, but they're not the ones who are gonna be left holding the bag. It's the kids on my basketball team that are asking me how options work or tell me about GameStock and how do I play this? that's who ends up holding the bag here. All right, so GameStock, for one thing, it's GameStop, but we won't hold that against him. George. I like the guy. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got some good advice. He there, sounds right? like me. Yeah, he's, he's probably been I've never walked in that show. place. <laughs> now, so, George, Zach, is this just a way to make some easy money, or is it a case of if it seems too good to be
2: true, it probably is? Well, I think that, you know, with it falling off about 60%, you know, in about a day's time, goes to show that it's also very easy to lose money. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> there's nothing beneath Except it. Except abyss.
1: There's a 5,000 stores out there. It's, its stock's been sliding up until this big run. I mean, it's just been, uh, it's kind of a, you know, it might be sustainable business model, but it, it's really struggling. It's certainly not worth what it's worth out there. So it really comes down to this. It's, you know, it's fun to talk about. It eats up a couple minutes on the air. You hear some of these stories out there. You, you can't, there's always a ping of jealousy, right? You can't help tonight. You read about this: so some uh, snot-nosed twenty-two-year-old ends up making, you know, sixty grand on GameStop, and you're going out there, going to work every day. So, I'm, you know, well, that's stinks. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> well, people get caught up that's with funny. that with the crypto thing. You do. Thing, yeah, yeah. The, crypto saying, "Hey, were made eighty grand," or. Three hundred grand on yeah, this Everybody thing.
0: I know has a cousin
1: who got yeah, a Bitcoin. Yeah, well, I want to do this, and then I the day you get involved, in the day you're the person giving the money to them because they sell. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely PT Barnum
2: written all over it. This stuff.
1: You want to have a little fun. Uh, you get a little Robin Hood account. I think we looked up the what's the average Robin account? I thought
2: we said it was between two and five thousand dollars. The
1: average account Robin Hood versus yeah. uh, like Schwab. a Schwab is a quarter million dollars. Give yeah. an idea. You know, my thing is it's teaching kids. I think some really they're thinking of the stock market completely different than we believe it should be looked at. It's a gambling venue.
0: You mean it's, it's not just get rich quick all the time?
1: Yeah, that's what they're looking at. It's <laughs> a, it's, a, it's a gambling venue, and I haven't been on Robinhood, but apparently when you buy a stock, it's got this, it shoots out this sprinkles and fireworks or something. And
0: oh yeah, I mean it really is the I gamification mean, of investing.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're absolute proponents for entrepreneurialism. These guys, are the two guys that put it together, whatever, hats off to you, you're brilliant, and you made a lot of money, but there's going to be a lot of burned burned individuals out there. And it's uh you know, I guess the upside would be young folks might be learning a lesson here perhaps if they're on the other side listen, I got burned. Uh I lost a lot. You know, I had $5,000 in the bank and I was getting ready to buy a car or do some pay off my loan and yeah, you know, my buddy just made a lot, so I took the money, put it in there, and lost everything. I lost you know, four grand in a day. Mm. You go out there and say, maybe, maybe there's a lesson learned out there. You know, somebody goes out there and said, I'm not going to do that again. I need to. There's no easy such thing as easy money. Better not that sustainable. That with, yeah, there's easy money once in a while. Mm. It, when it, it's really hard to sustain that kind of side of it. I was going
2: to say it's better to learn that with five thousand dollars and. Well, you know there, there's that.
1: You know more. that's why we have till age 18 before when you make a mistake with the law, it's not most cases, it's not permanent after 18. The rules change. So you go out there with your kids, you know, you're out there protecting your kids from making mistakes and such, you know, and they're protected. And they don't know the consequences, right? And then all of a sudden they're older than 18 and they're out of the house and they do the same thing. All of a sudden, uh, the law is going to treat them as an adult and they have not learned a lesson They learn the hard way and they're going to have a permanent record. So this is a really good example of learning lessons while you're young and doing this. Listen, I've got, you know, I've got four kids, uh, youngest are 17. I had uh, a little windfall for one of the boys. Uh, He was given a bunch of uh, basketball cards. His wonderful uncle didn't want, said, here, I've been collecting. I don't really do anything with them. He's kind of cleaning out these scale down. And he gave them to the boys. He goes, I'll take them. And, you know, he has no interest really in basketball itself, but he started looking at this, going online and doing this. So he started selling these cards for, you know, 10, 20 bucks online. And it was a nice little extra money. So he comes in, Meredith and I were sitting down the other day, <laughs> he comes in there, he's story-eyed. I was like, well, you okay? I I was just offered $250 for a card.
0: <laughs> That's a pretty good come up. No,
1: it gets better. Okay. And he, goes, he comes in and he mumbles and he goes back out and he goes, Somebody just offered me $500 for the card. <laughs> <laughs> he, he walks away. He Wait, which back. card was it? Was it a It was Jordan? a Charles Barkley oh, card. Oh, okay. And uh, this collector. Anyway, he comes back in. He's and- He's staring at us. He says, what? He goes, $1,100. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> $1,100. <laughs> nice. And he sold this card for 1100 bucks nice. you know to a collector he's a big charles barkley guy and all legit and uh it's it's watching him learn the lesson out there and, and we did this so what are you gonna do with the money and he goes well i really haven't thought about it And we, we you know teach kids to tithe with a portion of it and you know save the rest and and you can have some fun with it you know we want people to you know enjoy his you know, fruits of the labor and then i said how about you know we start showing you the world's investing takes him around he goes Oh, would you do that, Pop? I go, absolutely. So, you know, looking at this as a learning experience is really what it should be. right? And if you got burned on it, let's say it didn't happen or something like that, it's a basketball card. Mm. But here's a really good fundamental lesson. And when you're looking at Robin Hood, I'm pontificating here, I guess. But overall, this is not an adult thing. We should know better than to go putting money, a lot of money into a company stock that's not valued. You know one thousandth of one one hundredth of of what it's being bought purchased for remember what a stock is you're buying equity ownership in a company right Mm -hmm. when you invest you're putting your money hoping that that will value will increase that's the essence of it maybe not today but over time and you will get the dividends if you will or you could sell for for a profit a portion of what you your interest in the business is that's what an equity position that's what a stock position is don't lose the fact if you're going out there just chasing uh, returns, you're not a stock investor. You're just speculating. Mm. Just understand the difference.
0: Well, the speculation that is rampant in the market these days is one of the things that can keep you up at night. If you're not sure of your current level of risk in your portfolio, you can go to the Northstar website right now. It's Northstar65.com. Click on the button that says, what is your risk number? And you can go through the risk Riskalyze process. It's a great way to get the conversation started with George and Zach and the whole team over there at Northstar Financial and Retirement Planning. If you'd like some guidance going through the risk Riskalyze process, you can give us a call at 864-404-4900. And again, the website, northstar65.com. George, Zach, that's all the time that we have for this week. I'm always happy to be a part of the show. For now, I'll give you the last word. Well, I'm Zach
2: Jenkins. Thanks for listening.
1: And this is George Fossing. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great week. God bless. One last thing. Great client, Jeff. Just had some major surgery. Speedy recovery to you, Jeff. We love you.
2: Find out more at northstar65.com